0: by the saints for a touchdown each your inside pass to everything saints football and the kick is good we'll take you to places most fans never go we'll watch from 60 to practice to the sideline to the locker room following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! T-T-T-Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again! And guess who? Mike Thomas! Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. (laughs) Oh, baby! Welcome Inside Black and Gold. I'm Steve Geller, along with Jeff Nowak. We are coming at you with some more Sean Payton watch news. And I think that'll be a pretty hot button topic for most of our off seasons. Well, not maybe most of our off season, but like on this early going, I feel like Jeff, we're going to be stuck in this Payton watch constant
1: bubble. Panda watch. It's Sean Payton watch day 32, or I don't know. But yeah, it's it's just going to be like, oh, who said this? Who said that? Right, blah, blah, exactly. blah, blah, blah. But yeah, we're going to keep updating it until we don't have to update it anymore. Because either he said he doesn't want to coach or someone said they want to pay him and then they trade for him. But yeah, so we're going to get into that. The latest, you know, one team that should, I don't know what took them so long. We're going to get into that. They scheduled an interview, second interview, whatever. We're going to get it out. And then the second segment, we're going to talk about Pete Carmichael and why the heck he's still around. I also want to talk about some Rashid Shahid stats since I have them and I want to break them down. And then the final segment, we're going to get into a quiz session of how many former Saints and former LSU and former Louisiana football players are going to be active in the AFC and a- NFC championship games. There's a lot of them. But first, yes, Sean Payton. There's two new developments that happened today. The first, which was re- reported by Jeff Duncan over at Noah.com, Times picayune is the Denver Broncos have scheduled a second interview with Sean Payton. And it really does feel like the Denver Broncos are the front runner. It makes the most sense. They have the quarterback, they have the right combination of assets to send, like a reasonable, a pick in a reasonable range you know, a team that's not going to suddenly reverse course and go from all in to not all in, right? So like, they're going to want to make a home run higher, it makes sense. So they're getting their second interview. But the one that was surprising is the Arizona Cardinals who have had permission to interview Sean Payton this whole time, but waited until now. But they have scheduled an interview. I think a lot of people thought that maybe they weren't interested because they went and hired their GM which you would think, oh, they'd want to wait until they interview Sean to see how he feels about it and what they should look for in a GM if they were serious about hiring him. But they went and they hired a GM first. So it's kind of interesting how that all developed.
0: Yeah, because I know one of the things people speculated too about adding Sean Payton, would you also be adding a GM of his kind of choosing? And I know once it seemed like the Cardinals went with in their own direction kind of thing, you could say, It felt like they were suddenly out of the running, but it still makes sense to me for them to want him. I'm just still not sure about how much Sean wants to be in Arizona with that. the, The roster doesn't scream really much to me.
1: Yeah, it's a calculated gamble, I think, for the Cardinals in that it's Monty Austin Fort. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but so I think it's interesting because, yes, any team that's trying to trade for Sean Payton that GM head coach relationship is going to be very important. Like he's not just going to go to a team that he does not feel comfortable with the GM and the ownership. And so that's why you would think, Oh, they'd want to kind of figure out what he's looking for before they went and hired a GM. But I think what they're them hiring Monty tells you is they're still interested in Sean, but they're interested in Sean on their terms. If Sean and Monty are kismet, if they, they hit it off and like, it makes sense. Oh, that's great! But I think what they're them hiring him first is an indicator that they're not just going to let Sean Payton pick his own boss. It's like we're going to pick the GM, and if this if this jives, great. If not, we'll move on. And so I think that's why they waited. And I understand why they did that because if you kind of hire Sean Payton's like handpicked choice at GM, and then he says no, then you just look like weak, and you don't look like you have any plan. So I think that they're doing it the right way. I think that's the correct approach. But it does mean that, you know, that that interview with the Cardinals has a lot more weight on it than any other interview because that's a complete wild card in the sense that Sean, I have no idea whether Sean and Monty Austin Fort, I don't know anything about Monty Austin Fort. I didn't mean that was completely out of my out of my trajectory. But um we'll see how that goes. What's interesting too is like obviously we're following everything going
0: on with sean payton and whichever visit he has you know lined up next kind of thing but we haven't and we've heard some stuff some rumblings with defensive coordinators obviously being interviewed but there's been nobody coming after kai harley there's been no one coming after jeff ireland which
1: is a little odd yeah i mean it's this we're still kind of early on in this process right like i think you could see them getting some interest in gm interviews and and whatnot and i i've often seen that like GM candidate interviews are not as widely reported on. You know what I mean? Like the head coach is a front facing position. So like every time they, someone gets interviewed, it's big news and blah, blah, blah. But like the GM, like, like, did you hear about Monty Austin for getting interviewed? I did hear about Arizona going through their process, but I don't know if necessarily I remember his name. Well, right. Like it's just not a name that's going to make waves. Right. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I think it's possible that you end up hearing stuff kind of developing down the road, but there there's also a situation where it's like, these are names that we know, but maybe they're just not resonating. Like Kai Harley, everyone wants to say, Oh, that he's going to get stolen away for a GM job. I don't think that he's going to be the top of that list. Like he's not a player development guy. He's not a player, like evaluation guy. He is strictly a dollars and cents G like, like, like candidate. Right. So like, I, I don't, I don't know how attractive that is when you're suddenly having this person make major personnel decisions. That's why I think Jeff Ireland is the one who would be the, the top candidate um, in my opinion, but we'll, we'll see, but either way. So that's Sean. He's going to an interview with the Cardinals. He's going to have a second interview with the Broncos. And he finished his interview process with the Panthers. It was slightly delayed because of the death of, I think, Anton Wakes, is his name, Anton Walks, Carolina FC soccer player, which is owned by David Tepper as well. And then Houston, who looks like they're kind of zeroing in on D'Amico Ryans. So that, you know, I, I, if I was ranking the likelihood of where Sean would land, I would start with Denver, then I would go Arizona, Carolina, and then Houston. Denver has to be, I, I feel like, number one, just
0: for the, you know, you mentioned that the right fit at quarterback, you have a, a superior defense already on the team. I feel like you're in a tough division, but there's a lot of pieces in place, obviously for Sean coming in, including uh the trade assets as, as well, you know, a late first rounder, and then you could work in maybe, you know, a third or something else and something else. That's, that's another thing. How much how much compensation are you going to get with Sean with that late round pick? You know, it's we know a, a mid to late round first. That's definitely been established. But what else? It's that's not just going to be the, the haul you get coming back for him.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that's that like the Denver route is the simplest in that you know they have a first round pick that you that you're pretty confident they would just fork over. Yeah. Whereas definitely. the Cardinals are not gonna fork over the number three, nope. the Panthers are not gonna fork over the number nine. So that kind of limits what you can do. You might be able to get a second rounder or a future first, but it's, you know, it makes it tougher.
0: I feel like if you're the Saints and you are sending them to Carolina, though, you're like, you better damn straight. I'm getting that ninth overall pick. If you're getting Sean Payton for the next however many years and I got to see his ass, I'm getting that ninth overall pick this year for sure. Yeah, what if they're the only team at the table? That then it's like the that show Shark Tank, you know. It depends on you know how that feeding frenzy for Sean is going, I guess, and where the bidding is. You're 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 right there, but I gotta imagine that. I feel like too, like Arizona, uh, Houston's kind of taking a back burner. We'll see what happens with the interview in uh, Arizona. Denver's clearly aggressive enough to want to see him again, kind of thing to maybe seal the deal. I guess you would look at that second visit as. Kind of, you know, dot and I's, cross and T's. I like you, you like me. You know, are are we ready to do this kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess that Carolina, you know, I I see that as unlikely. But at the same time, it's like, if, if that's the only place you can end up, if that's the only team there, you know, I think you're settling for a reasonable package. But like, you know, second rounders, maybe a future first. I just don't see that team giving up the number nine this year. Whereas they might, they might bank ahead and say, well, next year's not going to be that good. So we're, we'll trade it and blah, blah, blah. So I think that's more what you're looking at. But I think like Houston would have been the target where it's like, oh, maybe you can get the 12. But again, I just, I, I think D'Amico Ryans is the guy there. And yeah, it, it's it's going to be awkward. We're going to keep talking about it. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to where Sean wants to go. And I think that if you're trying to sell Sean a team, the Broncos make sense. Yeah, and I mean... Denver's uh, fancy enough, I think, for
0: Sean. You know, I, I would I'd rather spend my time in, in a Denver than in a in a Charlotte,
1: honestly. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, if there's a team that that I'm excited to go to, it's not It's not it's not the Panthers, but we'll we'll see. Honestly, too, I don't
0: know how enticing of a city Arizona is either. You know, Phoenix.
1: Well, the fact is, there's no L.A. market. You know, there's no Miami market, right? Like. He's just got to go live somewhere, and uh, well, I think that's what you're concerned about, right? Like, there's none of these are super attractive places to live. I mean, you know, maybe Denver, right? But like, you know, that's that's why he wanted L.A. partially, right? He he wanted to go live in in L.A. And so, if you're the Saints, you are a little concerned that maybe he's just like, you know, what this isn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't feel like doing this, and then he goes back to broadcasting. But I will say that if you've watched these Fox pregame and halftime shows, he looks very out of place. He does not look like he's fitting in well in in that in that forum. Like it's 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 awkward. Appreciate Sean bashing the the Atlanta Falcons on
0: air at least saying they didn't make you know a, a playoff bash. But yeah, that was just compl- kind of out
1: of left field. Even that was like, what are you doing? Like this is <laughs> the guy's talking. Like let him talk. You don't talk over him. Like, cause I didn't even hear what he, under- I had to listen to it like four times because like, he was just like kind of talking over somebody else, which doesn't really make a ton of sense. He just, it doesn't look, it doesn't seem like it fits him. And uh, so that's, I don't think he's enjoying it that much. Let's put it that way. Like, I don't think it has gone the way he had hoped. Just like it didn't go the way Breeze hoped it would. Right. Like, you know. I still think Breeze kind of got hosed. I don't really think he was that bad. He was bad in the booth.
0: It wasn't so terrible where I thought it was fireable after one year though. He didn't get fired quote unquote fired, right.
1: No, they just weren't gonna give him a broadcast like he 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 wanted to be a player like a color analyst. Right, right. But like he was terrible at it. <laughs> he just wasn't good at it. He was fine in this in studio. I think if he was if, if Breeze was like, you know what, sure, I'll come back and do be in studio, he'd still be employed by NBC. Uh. But That's that's like he didn't he wanted to be Sunday Night Football, right? Like that's what I think that that was the writing was on the wall that that's what he was going for. And I think it became pretty clear that that wasn't going to happen for him. If you want to go rewatch that Bengals Raiders playoff game. No, everyone says that and I I haven't but it's that bad. huh? It was bad. And like not everyone has it. Like Tony Dungy and Al Michaels were a terrible duo as well. Like, not yeah. like a lot of these playoff crews are, are rough, especially the you know first what?
0: round. I've actually enjoyed Greg Olson. I thought he's been pretty good.
1: Right. Right. Greg Olson's been good. Like Jason Witten was terrible. Yeah. Booger was terrible. Tony Kornheiser. Remember when he tried to do it? He was awful. Like it's not, it's not something everyone can do well. And I don't think Breeze did it particularly well, and that's why he's no longer doing it but it's nothing crazy it's like what,
0: what what do you know exactly remember what stood out as so awful in that playoff game that you know stood out for him
1: well you have to be interesting you have to be willing to criticize people and you have to be correct or at least accurate and there was a point in that game where a whistle an inadvertent whistle blew okay yeah and neither he i, I think it was Tarico neither neither one of them even acknowledged that it happened until like Five minutes later, everyone was confused. And then like randomly, it was like, oh, wait, I heard a whistle. And it was like so confusing. And it's just like, you got to be able to handle those. And you got to be able to add clarity, not confusion. And it just wasn't a good look. He also did the Thanksgiving game with the Bills and the Saints. It's just, it just wasn't, I don't think it it was a match for him. Let's, let's put it that way. I guess that's probably the Homer in me that I just miss hearing Drew, I guess. Yeah, I like Drew. I enjoyed him on the, in the, in the segments. (laughs) <laughs> I just don't think he was a, he, the, the the color analyst thing was working for him. Yeah, and obviously I never I never listened to the Notre Dame games he was doing either. Yeah, but yeah, so I, I think you know for Sean, like I said, he just looks uncomfortable and like he doesn't want to be there. So I think that's a good indicator that he's going to try to take a job this year. But we'll we'll have to wait and see.
0: Yeah, the the problem definitely is how enticing, how attractive, how alluring is Denver going to be? I, I I guess we'll look at it that way as the, as the number one right now, the number one option. Being the broncos head coach how how is the franchise how is the team how is the city viewed in his eyes
1: because yeah i mean to me i, I think i could have a lot of fun in denver like to me the question is does he think he can resuscitate russell wilson
0: yeah absolutely and if, I, you, you if he you does quote unquote, quote have a quarterback there right
1: yeah if he does if he feels like this year was an aberration and he can go there And, you know, revive what the the Seattle Seahawks version of Russell Wilson, then it makes sense. If he doesn't feel that way, it doesn't. Right? Because he's not going there for a reclamation project to draft a quarterback and develop a quarterback. You're going there because you think you can win a title with Russell Wilson. So to me, that's the question with Denver. If you're talking about Houston, that's another story. Because you're going to have to draft a quarterback. It's going to be a long-term rebuild. Same with Carolina. With Denver, it's different. And with with Arizona it's different because you feel like you have the franchise quarterback. That to me that's the biggest question. Well, he does he want to go and live in live in Carolina without that in place? Probably not. Will he go live in Denver even if he doesn't like it that much thinking that maybe I can go get a ring? That's different. So to me, that's the equation. But we'll find out. I mean, I don't think he would have agreed to a second interview if he wasn't seriously considering it. So that's a good sign for the Saints. And uh, you're going to just, I think you're going to find out more in the coming weeks. I think the Saints are going to want to have this wrapped up by the Senior Bowl because Mickey Loomis always talks and he's not going to want to have to go up there and talk about Sean again. You know what I mean? Like, I think he's going to want to have it wrapped up by that point. So I I think... You know, you know early have- February. I think we have about a week week plus left in this in this uh ordeal and then we'll we'll have an idea. Yeah,
0: and then our attention starts turning to what will the Saints do with the picks that they got for Sean Payton.
1: Yes, hopefully. Alright, let's let's wrap that up. We've we've gone through enough of that. And we'll come back and talk about why the Saints are absurdly dedicated to Pete Carmichael as the offensive coordinator because then we'll